Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today at the Jock Doc Podcast. The world's number one most trusted source for coronavirus information. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLennonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I have been using, such as horizontal nystagmus and bless this mess, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hello, listeners. Hello, Dr. London. It's good to, good to, good to see you. Good to hear your voice. All right. Uh, yeah. So Cameron is so dedicated to making sure that our podcast stays relevant that when he heard that Earth Day was coming up, he found a small mound of dirt and began jealously guarding it. Um, so when I walked by the next day, there was a velvet rope around it. Like there was some show or event and with everything that's going on in the world that like there was even a long line of people waiting. So Cameron, what was going on with that pile of dirt? I was selling people tickets to look at the earth on earth day. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. I business idea. It was very successful. People loved it. Uh, so we had animal they, balloons in the shape of the mound of dirt and we had you know like themed sort of fair foods you know sort of surrounding earth and and mounds of dirt kind of chocolate ice cream that looked like dirt um mashed potatoes with like brown gravy to make it look like dirt those were the only two things but and this drew people oh by I, the truckloads and they because Earth Day is actually, it's an annual event celebrated on April 22nd to demonstrate support for environmental protection. So yes. did did your funds, did whatever you raise go towards, you know, helping environmental protections? Yeah, I mean, it's going to protect that little plot of land that I was guarding and, and charging money to look at. Uh, so I, like, It's not going to be able to guard itself, that little, that little mound of dirt, right? So, right. so the money is going towards, I mean, you know, 24 hour personnel and, you know, all the events and marketing, all that kind of stuff. That's what the tickets goes towards. So really sort of giving the earth a second life. Okay. Well, usually they're. We are the disease and the earth is healing. Okay. Well, well, also with us is did you do in the house? We are the disease. And the earth is healing. We are the disease. And the earth is healing. We are the disease. And the earth is healing. We are the disease. And the earth is healing. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest. So look forward to that. That is right, Dr. London. Before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. 
I found this note written on the bindings that I found myself in when I woke this morning. Uh, it was not my usual wake up, but it is always nice to hear from a listener. The note reads, quote, These young ones are always complaining about student debt. Can't be that bad if they can afford to wear clothes. End quote. So first of all, uh, I would like to thank you so much for your insightful question here on the Jock Doc podcast. We love to hear back from our listeners. Um, to answer your question, student debt in the United States is actually significantly um, exceeding the cost of an average person's wardrobe. So, I, I, But I can see well, how that could be confusing. I think you're maybe misunderstanding what this person's getting at. I, this person, from from what it sounds like, they're, they're wanting more students more college students to kind of go without clothes yes do you see what i'm saying you they're think hey i see all, all these college kids they're looking great but why 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 are we what's, what's with all the hang-ups why are they wearing so many clothes let's get rid of those bad boys and let's just see what happens okay so you think that this listener is a nudist who or at least promoting the the ideals of the nudist community I think this person's saying like, "Hey, like, what, what is this? The 1950s? What's with all these like, oh, button-up T-shirts and jeans and all this kind of like fancy stuff? Why don't we like let loose a little bit, sort of hang out, get to know each other, and just kind of you know relax?" Huh. Okay. Well, but a stuck-up prude like you would never understand that. Okay. Yeah. I guess Dean London. I guess I didn't really see that perspective at first, but anyway, to this listener, thank you for you listening. You didn't even deny that you're a dean. Ooh, that dean London. We're going to get okay, back I, at him. Okay, well, at this point, I would normally share an anecdote from clinical life, but our producer Cameron has been absolutely emphatic that he wants to contribute to the medical lessons here. So he tells me that he's put together some helpful tips. That is right, Dr. London. And, you know, I do, a lot of attention lately has been has been geared towards the essential workers, people working at grocery stores, people working food service, the gas stations, these kind of things. And we're praising these people. Yeah. Hosp- sure, hospitals. We're praising these people. And I think one thing that's forgotten are the helpful podcasters who have not really been getting as much attention as we sort of deserve. Because if you think about it, you know, if you work at a hospital, you may be helping the lives of like a couple hundred people at most, whereas we can be helping the lives of trillions of people, just an endless amount of people. And with the way radio waves works, it could be in outer space, you know, I mean, aliens don't want to get into that, but, you know, suddenly you're in the quadrillions. And so really, who's the king? But anyway, yeah, guess... all that to say, I, okay. I, I think... You know, to the people who are now realizing that they should have been thanking me for my tip segments before and are now turning to your boombox and saying, thank you, Cameron. I, you know, you are welcome. And I'm ready to uh, get into it again, Dr. London. Okay. All right. So what are your, you know, your medical tips? Now, bear in mind to our listeners, Cameron is not a medical practitioner. Uh, He just felt like he had something to contribute No, I would never join such a corrupt cult like that. The cult of medical practitioners. Blech. Okay. Uh, but I'm more you're... about just like hanging loose and just sort of having a good time. 
which it is sort of its own medical experience, isn't that right? Yes. It, one could argue. I think when you come at it from a f- like the uh, it's just different philosophies is what it comes down to. That's all. Sure. Okay. Well, what about your tips? So previously, we had we had discussed the quarantine submarine. I I had submitted myself to a submarine and went to the lowest depths of the ocean to escape the disease. Sure. Um, that well, ended up actually. It was a pool. Yeah. Ended up being a YMCA pool. Uh, I ended up the the quarantine didn't work out too much because I was constantly surfacing to get snacks. So we moved towards the quarantine trampoline. This way, I could bounce away from the disease if it were to ever get near me. Um, the mm-hmm. problem with this is it just made my tummy hurt too much, jumping around a little too much. And if you remember, I was eating only hot dogs because and of my emotional of, p- emotional support. Hot yeah, a dog lot of guy. wild animals as well. I think there was a lot of, of wild animals. It smelled terrible. It, it was a whole issue. So then we moved on to the quarantine mezzanine. This is where I was just sort of in a mezzanine, which is, you know, sort of like a second floor of a house, but not a full floor, just kind of like an overlook area, overhanging area. And I was having a bunch of parties up there. And I think, honestly, Dr. London, I think that did it because I I have one quarantine. I've reached the highest planes. I have transcended. I have transcended planes, Dr. London. I have transcended into the quarantine in between, which is where I am right now have so you I noticed can... that you can hear my voice but you can't see me wow well, I, I can that's because i'm floating in space dr london right now i've okay, gone so onto an elevated level beyond quarantine beyond the disease a level where the disease can't get to and i realize that just by following my steps i've transcended i think disease itself and that's what I want to tell the listeners today. Just do that. Do the stuff I did. And so the stuff you're currently doing, I, I can see you here. I, I know you said I couldn't, but mm, I can see you with a no. blanket draped over your head. I see, right? I don't see, I see space right now. Yeah. Well, it's a dark, you know, it's oh, dark it's, under I mean, the blanket. It's dark. Space is so dark. No one ever talks about how dark space is. Well, I think they do, but also, yeah, it, you are covered in a blanket, so that's it's so dark. And right now, I am speaking onto the earth, and that's how you can hear my voice. I'm sure you're talking oh. about some sort of lamp or something in the corner that has a blanket over it, because I, Doctor Linda, I am not in the room with you. I have transcended that space. <sighs> okay, well, let's. So you're in this. You call it Quarantine the in between. In between. Yep. Right. Okay. It is sort of an in-between halfway plane between your normal plane Earth and the next level, which is a disease-free zone sponsored by Coca-Cola. Oh, we got a a sponsor. Okay. Um, We didn't get a sponsor. Oh, no, no, no. We don't have a sponsor. That that next level of a disease-free area, Coke has gotten there first. You know, these big, they have infinite amount of money, these big brands and stuff. So, of course, they've reached that plane before a commoner like me has. Okay. So, right so now, I'm existing in between where I can still continue to interact with you, you know, through my booming voice coming into your headphones right now. But I can also sort of interact with the next plane of existence, um, which does have Coca-Cola. So, I can get a Coke. Okay. So, 
what are your tips? Uh, your tip is just do do what you are doing, which fr- from my eyes, it looks like you are hiding under a blanket. Well, it seems to me that it took all of the previous steps to reach this point. So I think the idea is do the quarantine submarine first, then the trampoline, then the mezzanine, and then yeah, do the blanket thing. And okay, you'll, what a- you'll kind of be on this elevated plane where you can sort of see it's it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't reached it. You know what I mean? Who someone who, an un, someone who hasn't transcended like I have, but you're able to see sort of all angles of the concept of disease and then just go whoop and just avoid it. Okay, so it's it's a game of dodging still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're just away from the disease. It's just more like you. So time is irrelevant on the next plane. And so it's sort of like you see the beginning of the disease and the end of the disease as it is. Sort of as one continuous, I mean, it's a four-dimensional object. And then you just go, whoop, excuse me. Okay. Uh-oh. You just kind of like move out of the way. Well, you're, what you're describing sounds very sort of, uh, I guess, metaphysical. It sounds like something that, the average listener may not be able to do, and I'm not sure how effective it is. Whoop. Oops. Sorry. I had to hop out of the way there. I just saw one. Okay. All right. Well, I guess, I mean, is that, is that all the medical tips? Cause we can just go ahead and move on then. Oh yeah, that's it. Just do that. And then you're done. And then we can uh, finally get back to work. Okay. Now for today's medical topic, aortic insufficiency. Aortic insufficiency is when the aortic valve in the heart doesn't properly close, resulting in regurgitation of some of that blood back into the left ventricle. Uh, Aortic insufficiency is due either to endocarditis destroying the valve, an infarction from a heart attack, uh, tearing the valve and muscular attachments, or aortic dissection that occurs close enough to the valve to come back to the aorta and rip open the aortic valve. Uh, if aortic insufficiency occurs quickly in the acute setting, the patients will have cardiogenic shock and flash pulmonary edema, um, and that's where you know the the lungs are kind of backed up, um, and along with chest pain if it's due to aortic dissection. If it's a chronic problem, the patient will have symptoms of congestive heart failure and chest pain. Um, so you'll diagnose with auscultation, you know the the stethoscope. Um, that means uh, listening. So it should sound like a rumbling diastolic murmur at the base I, of the heart. I'm sorry, what was that? The, this is sort of concerning to me. Some of the stuff you're describing, I mean, it kind of applies to me. The congestive think, fart failure? Oh, no. I mean, Dr. London, that, oh, my gosh. I mean, when when I felt congested in my little tummy uh-huh. and I've tried to, you know, I've tried to tried to fart and nothing happens and that that i mean of course it's concerning when that happens but you just brush it off you think oh i'm young i couldn't i'm invincible sort of right that's what we all think and yet here that's what you're describing well that's london what dr london how much time do i have well i mean given the way you live your life in general i'm not sure how long but what you're describing isn't what i was describing so uh, what did you, what did you think it was? Chronic. 
congestive congestive fart failure fart failure yeah so that's not what i was saying congestive fart failure does sound like you ju- you're just failing to fart and it backs up i guess that's what you th- so yeah so what i'm describing is oh i can feel it now okay uh, oh why anyway so so if you listen with a stethoscope it should sound uh, like a rumbling diastolic murmur at the base of the heart at the second intercostal space, right sternal border. Uh, treatment in the acute setting, such as after a heart attack, is to emergently replace the valve as soon as possible. Why the... must I be cursed with this congestive fart failure? This backup, this buildup. You, Leave me! Is... I mean, I... It's... Leave my body at once, I beg of you! I know you're throwing the blanket around, so I am seeing your face is turning red. <laughs> so it is s- strange. I, okay. Uh, well, in in chronic um, version, the replacement is urgent within 24 hours. Sorry, within 72 hours, or even elective. Um, for both acute and chronic treatments, may also include a coronary artery bypass graft or cabbage because the ostia of the coronary vessels are actually in the aortic valve. I would never ever wish this upon my worst enemy this pain that i'm feeling yeah i guess what it really sounds like is just you have gas is that what you're describing what sins have i committed to deserve such pain right all right cameron do we have a sponsor today we do, Dr. London. This is actually, I'm pretty excited about this one. This is sort of a lot trendier, I think, than a lot of our past sponsors okay. right now, especially because everyone's sort of at, staying at home right now. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, they're watching a lot more TV, watching a lot more movies, and they're playing a lot more video games, right? I mean, sure. I've even been playing video games. I'm not even much of a gamer. Have you, have you been playing anything, Dr. London? I've, I've played a few, yeah. Our sponsor today is a revolutionary video game. The first okay. of its kind. It is called The Island of Kevorkia, and it is the first video game about the right to die. Wow. Uh, the right to die? What do you, what do you mean by that? Assisted suicide. Which I thought relevant to this show, right? Because it deals with medicine. And so in this game, you know, it's called The Island of Kevorkia. Obviously, that's named after... Dr. Kevorkian, and you are a doctor and you're trying to convince people to take the route of assisted suicide, even if they don't want to, because you get points that way. So uh, even if they're leaning towards, no, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather try to fight this thing or whatever, your job is, for insurance reasons, to sort of push them towards the assisted suicide route. But then... Uh, I don't know you, about run into an issue yourself when you your character develops cancer and you have to face the ultimate choice. I Do you follow your own advice that you've been selling to other people or do you go the opposite way? And of course, the younger the patient is that you convince to kill themselves, the more points you get. Okay, I, like this, this sounds really ethically bad. Uh, well, convincing people because if you know, there, there's some some debate on the letting them choose this this uh, route, but I think to, everyone should have the freedom to choose what to do with their own life. 
But and if a video game doctor convinces them to go one way or the other, who am I to blame? Well, the doctor, it sounds like. That the the video game doctor sounds like the person to blame because they are pushing someone in one direction, whereas you know, physicians are supposed to sort of present mm. the data, uh, convey the diagnosis and the treatment options, and then let the patient choose. It's called patient autonomy. Oh, you can do that, but you're not going to get as many points as you need to to get to the next round. Yeah, you can and do so, that all day long, but you're not going to you're not going to make it on the scoreboard. So I don't know why you would do that. It's a bad way to play the game. Yeah, you could you could play it however you want. I'm sure there's people who play Grand Theft Auto and they go 25 miles an hour and they stop at the stoplights. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I. It's just that this sounds really like I said, just ethically, you know, unsound. Like I, I don't think that we can really promote this get, game. There's actually a multiplier for the less concerning the disease is, because it's easy to convince someone to to go through assisted suicide when they have a lethal cancer, but sure. convincing someone to to kill themselves over, let's say, a stubbed toe, that's a lot more difficult. So obviously you're going to get a lot more points for that. Yeah, I. it's, like I said, I just don't see how this is really, uh, I, I don't think this is a good fit for us, this game. The, the Island of Kevorkia, the first right-to-die video game, rated E for everyone. Wait, for everyone? For everyone. Hello? Hi. Uh, Dr. London? Hi, uh, Dr. London. It's me, Philip. Hey, yeah, Philip. Wait. Oh, hey, Philip. Are you... Uh, you can't see me right now because I'm in a on a different plane of existence. Where's that voice coming from? Who knows? Oh yeah, Philip. Well, anyways, sorry to to clarify. Yes. Yeah, Cameron is thinks he's in another. Well, he he's playing a game and he he thinks he's in another sort of dimension under the blanket. It's fun. Where oh. is he? I see there's a lamp under the blanket, but Mister Cameron. Right. Mister Cameron. It's, it's too hard to explain, Philip. It's one day when you're an adult, you'll learn about different planes of existence that you can go to, and there's coke there, but not today. Dr. London, sir, I just came with some bad news. Uh, we've had to cancel the annual Juggle Ducks parade, and also uh, there's no refunds, so you'll just you'll actually owe us for the seeds. Oh, I guess for our listeners, I should recap a little bit. Philip, the last time Philip was on a show, um, came in to try to get us to to buy some of his products that he is finding around the house and philip uh, you're cameron's neighbor is that right yes i am so anyways i'm gonna need you've already paid for the tickets but since you're not going to be able to make it to the juggle ducks parade i'm going to need for you to pay for the empty seats as well okay i'm here to collect the payment I didn't sign up to to pay for anything, so I don't think that that's really... Yes, you did. Yes, sir, you did. Okay, thank you. Uh... So as you can see, we've got it itemized. We've got you and Mr. Cameron's front row seats to the Juggle Ducks Parade. And I see you've drawn 1500 us on there. each. You've drawn a picture of us, but... Yeah, with Grandma. 
yeah. I do sort of remember you signing us up for this, Dr. London. You said, there's no way in hell I would miss this. This sounds like a great way to spend a Saturday. I I feel like I didn't say that. That doesn't sound like something I would say. Uh, the, the attraction of the Juggle Ducks Parade, which I think was just us sitting out. Was it in your backyard or your front, front yard? On the front lawn. So it's me and Thomas walking back and forth in our duck costumes, and we're saying, quack, quack. Yeah, Juggle right. ducks here. Quack, quack. Juggle ducks here. And then we do a bunch of TikTok dances. And you guys film us from all the different angles. Are we talking the box? Are we talking Blueberry Fago? All of them. Even Say So by Doja Cat? Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, Dr. London, this does sound like a steal. Well, no. For one thing, it doesn't sound like one at this point because it's apparently, first of all, I didn't sign up for it. Now it's canceled, and they're just trying to collect money for, I guess, just to collect Listen, money. Listen, Toms are tough. Me and my brother Thomas need the fundraising money now more than ever, so please. You and your brother need a bailout. This does sort of make, you're hearing, we're hearing a lot about this today. A lot of companies need some sort of assistance to get them a lot, especially a lot of uh, entertainment companies, companies where a crowd is required, such as you guys. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think a bailout makes sense. I think it's fair. Dr. London, what and are you going to do? Our dad is so annoying. We've got to get to New York City. Oh, that's right. Could you could you remind us again what was going on with that? Just every day, our dad is at home and he's saying, Philip Thomas. Come outside. I made some food for you. Come and play. And does he talk like that? My dad is just so annoying. Why? Why is he? He's so annoying because he asks you, or he tells you that food's ready. He just is always saying, "Come help me with the dishes." Yeah. I Do can. you want to plant some flowers in the garden? I can understand and I'm that. I'm just Do- like, please, Dad. Doctor London no. is. Doctor London is always making me do the dishes, and I completely understand. Oh, I just want to get away from those dishes. So well, horrible. The, the di- Cameron, the dishes with you is you bring dishes to the studio, and they're just covered yeah. in just the like this grease and like it's matted. I there's mud on them, and I just don't. I don't. Well, I don't know why you bring them to the studio at all. Well, how- how am I going to make the pot pie before the show? You expect a pie every show. What am I going to make that with? My hands? I'm going to stick my hands in the oven? Well, like, because they're covered in mud. Was And so you, come, anyway, that's yeah. why I tell you it's a, it. It's a, chick, it's a chocolate chicken pot pie. Okay, well, so you know mud and, mud and chocolate are different, you know, substances, right? Mm, I don't th- No, they're not. I think so. Yeah, Philip has actually taught me a lot about this. Could you explain how, why chocolate and mud are the same thing? Because you, the way you explained it made so much sense to me. They're brown. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and I see how that that would be one way to think of it. And I think when you think about that, especially like on like the larger picture, like on a larger scale... People get fixated on sort of like the micro, but I think if you start to expand it out and look at it more philosophically on the macro level, 
chocolate i mean it's mud wow i i guess on my end i don't really see it that way i see it as two substances that are very different like one for instance like on a basic level one tastes sweet usually chocolate and then mud mud tastes like well like what it is which is dirt and i know you know for earth day you were trying to you know sell this this whole seeing the earth thing but uh to eat it i would say is probably not a good idea i i mean we can we can trust a doctor for doctor things but why don't we trust a geologist like philip for for earthy thing dr london do you think that we're hearing cameron's voice from within or without I've actually been wondering that too, because I know that I'm projecting into the sort of universe void that I'm looking into, but I don't know if that's sort of speaking to you from kind of inside your head, like your own consciousness, or if it's more like someone's blaring a speaker of my voice at you. But it's got to be one of those two things. Because from my perception, it does look like you're just under a blanket. and I, I really think that has to be a lamp. I was in the studio earlier to do the the chicken pot pie. And the dishes, yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to do the dishes. That's part of the reason I transcended it into another plane. Because I ain't doing those dishes. That and the global pandemic. Well, yeah, I mean, that's secondary. But, Philip, you were talking about going to New York, right? That's what we've been trying to save up money to do. But you still haven't been able to go? No. Okay. Mostly because this is something that I've also been wondering. I'm a very inquisitive little boy. That's what my grandma always says. Right. Yes. So if I, Dr. London, sir, if I get the virus, how will I pay for it? Because I... I'm willing to give up some of my body parts, but some of them I will never give up. Oh, this is an excellent question. As everyone knows, the number one way to pay for your medical bills is by letting them keep various body parts after the surgery, right? Because my grandma had diabetes and she had to pay for it with her foot. Yep. And I think it depends on the market and the area, but I think like... A foot in the L.A. area, for example, was going to go for maybe six, seven hundred dollars. Depends on the size of the foot. Obviously, the bigger the foot, the better. I feel, Doctor like, London, what are your rates similar? So, I, I think that what you're describing is a figure of speech. Whenever they say, you know, I, I had diabetes, it cost me my foot. What they mean is that the progression of the disease resulted in. You know, from the, the neuropathy and everything, uh, that I'm guessing they got an infection, um, and that resulted in them having to have uh, the, the limb removed, or the foot, whatever part. Well, how much will it cost me? Because I'm willing to give up some. Do you accept, like, toenails and fingernails? That is very interesting. I would say, I think if a foot is going for, what did I say before, six, seven hundred? I would think a toenail mm-hmm. would be, well, let's see, you've got 10 toes. So, and let's say, hmm, let's say 5% of it, each toenail. So we're going to go with about 30 bucks a toenail. 
Dr. London, is that all right? I don't. Well, no. Can I, I grow? Can I grow them? Like if I stay at the hospital and I give a little bit up front, and then give me a month, and I'll come back and I'll pay the rest in toenails. Yeah, that's Did, fine. You can you can be a repeat customer. I would think that uh, there'd probably be some sort of premium rewards program, right, Doctor London? Okay, once again, no. And Cameron, you have described before these rewards programs for the times that you've been to a hospital. Mm-hmm. The, it's not like a punch card. Like you, you don't. Those aren't in existence, at least where I work. That's not like a normal thing. Uh, and also, so you guys are bringing up certain figures of speech. So, you know, someone might say, this cost me an arm and a leg, but those are merely... What kind of disease costs an arm and a leg? Because Yeesh. I do not want to give both of those up. Oh, you know what I bet it is? Boob implants. Those are really expensive. Okay, well, Ew. well, okay, so the issue here is that these are figures of that, speech. I mean, that does also, I've never even thought about it, but that does make sense when you think about how many people you see who have had breast implants, boob jobs, who are without arms and legs, or sorry, without an arm and a leg. You're walking down the street, you know, you go to Macy's, you know, obviously pre-corona, you go to Macy's or whatever, and then you see who you see hobbling around. I it's these babes. I guess I I haven't noticed that particular trend um, of you know a person missing more than one limb or or any mm-hmm. limbs being I guess plastic surgery like ha- having been worked on. But in any case, so figure of speech. Do you guys know that term? Maybe that's the problem here. So a figure of speech is, you know, like a word or a phrase that sounds like one thing, but it means another thing. So when someone says that it, something costs them an arm and a leg, what that means is that it was expensive and not, you know, not necessarily and probably not costing them an actual arm or a leg. Me and Thomas just want to get to New York City so bad. We just got to get out of here. My dad is just so annoying. And that's the place where you can go to be free from your dad. To to New York. Um, and so, well, right now, especially New York is maybe not the best place to go. Uh, I assume by the time this, this episode is released that that things will not have improved enough for you to go there safely. But in general, for a six-year-old, you probably shouldn't be you know, heading places without okay, your parents. Okay, then I just want to go to the very top of the world, but if I can't go there, I'll go to the very bottom of the world. We'll, Hell? We'll go to California. Oh. What, Some what say it's the same thing, right? I was going to say, what, what makes you think that California is the bottom of the world? That's just the bottom of the world on the map. On which... Yeah, that is true. If you do hold the map like I do, which is where the East Coast is north and the West Coast is south, then California is at the bottom. Because if you the 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 way we accept our globes, you know that's not exactly correct. There is no up and down like objectively. What does it look like where you are, Mister Cameron? Oh, the same. I turn my maps that way. 
That way it looks like a spaceship, like it's launching into space, America. If I meant in the in-between. Yeah, no, it's the same. I brought a poster of the U.S. and I turned it sideways. Okay. I rotated it counterclockwise 90 degrees. Okay. Well, okay, so so California is actually to the west of uh, of the United States. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. And But in any case, going to the far north or far south, um, conditions there can be pretty cold either way you go. So I would say maybe just, um, you know, maybe just try to learn to get along with your dad, Philip. He's so annoying. Well, I- He's always saying... Come into the living room and play board games with me. Why? Well, Philip, have you ever thought about maybe, you know, a lot of people don't have games to play and uh, or people to play them with. And maybe your dad is being very nice to you. Dr. Lennon, please do not bring up that the perfect ideal life for me. And I'm not saying your life is perfect because we all have our struggles. But, um, you know, it doesn't sound so, so bad to have someone there to play a game with. Uh, does your dad, um, oh, are you, are you homeschooling right now? We're always homeschooled. Okay. And so it sounds like you're going? always with your dad. Is that right? Does your dad stay at home or does he work? Sometimes he works. What does your dad do? He's the governor of Texas. Interesting. That would be annoying. I mean, Dr. Lennon, we got to get these kids to New York, right? Quickly, please. No, I, I still don't really see... Cameron, Mr. Cameron, can you please take me to the in-between? I know I'm only on the mezzanine portion of quarantine, but please just let me transcend quicker. Unfortunately, I do not think you can bring guests with you. I think it has to be earned on your own right. <laughs> Um, I will look into that, though. Maybe I can contact some of our representatives here in the in-between. Maybe Coca-Cola can help me out because they did get a whole factory up here. So I'm going to work on this. But as of right now, you have to elevate yourself. How much do I have to pay to elevate? Ooh, I would say probably, I mean, I would say probably a hand and a half. Okay. And once again, that is a figure of speech. So it's not like unless Cameron, your system actually involves cutting off limbs only because your system does i sell it straight to doctors okay i and has that been helpful have they wanted that i get a check in the mail from don't ask questions okay all right well i you know this is this has been enlightening yes uh fill up it's been great to have you back i'm not sure why why you're even here as opposed I'm to i'm here to collect payment you know, with your family i already told you and i've been right. waiting for the credit card yeah, dr london you gotta pay yeah, up. well i and so i'm not oh, gonna, I th- oh wait i didn't i, sign th- up I have for your that. card on file oh perfect that one actually might be canceled but do you take a cashier's check no do you have venmo oh yeah we can venmo you we have a we have a company venmo account no okay no so I just, uh, we, Cameron, you can't keep doing this. We can't keep just throwing so out money because. So it, you said it was $1,500 a seat. And mm-hmm. how many seats are there? Uh, three. Oh, okay. So we're talking $4,500. All right. Let me just Venmo that to you and I'll give uh, you a tip no, I... as well. Let's just round that up to us even 5000 All right. Sent. 
Pleasure doing okay. business with you, gentlemen. Bye, Dr. London. Bye, Mr. Cameron, wherever you are. See ya. Don't forget, hands and a half. Goodbye, Philip. Uh, I guess thank you to, to Philip for being on the show again. Um, it's great. I guess great having him back. Um, thank you to our producer, Cameron, as always. Yep. Thank you to Digital in the House. Dr. London. Hi, Dr. London. Dr. London. Hi, Dr. London. Snake fell up. Just every day, our dad is at home and he's saying, Fella, Thomas, come outside. I made some food for you. Come and play. Where's that voice coming from? My name is Dr. Lennon Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. The crunch of gravel fills your ears as you trudge up the driveway. You are kicking yourself for doing this at all, but then you stop kicking yourself because that only causes more gravel sounds. Then it hits you. The wall, that is. You, you walked into a wall. And also, the other thing that hit you were, you know, your kicks. Speaking of hitting the wall, it looks like we are at the end of this episode of the Jock Doc Podcast. Before you go back and listen to the other episodes again, be sure to leave your five-star review of the Jock Doc Podcast, in which you share your driveway graveling adventures. While you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Doc Podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode, or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.